Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is afternoon, and I'm sitting on the patio, and it just rained a little while ago, and it's very pleasant here, and you will hear birds chirping in the background, and I think that's a nice thing. So it is Sunday, the 27th of November in the year 2022. And we are working with a lot of energy right now. (laughs) And remember last week I said, oh, it's all this Sagittarius energy and it's all this fire and we haven't had fire in the sky in months. And it has been a whirlwind to the point where (laughs) there were moments when I really felt like I... I just kept going. I didn't remember what I was doing. I was just going. (laughs) And it wasn't a feeling of, you know, concentrated, moving forward, doing things. Yeah, I was, but I was going at lightning speed and I was just caught up in the whirlwind of four planets in Sagittarius. And it finally started to calm down yesterday when the moon went into Capricorn, where it is right now. And it is actually, as I'm reading this, it's just this very moment going into Aquarius in like right now while I'm talking. So um, this is, <laughs> this has been quite a few days. I, I really felt it was just like whipped up into a wild ride. I wouldn't say a frenzy because I don't think Sagittarius is like that, but it was really a bit of a wild ride. And I can certainly feel that there's been a tempering of the energies. Now, let's talk about what actually happened. There was a new moon on Wednesday, and then it was just starting to whip up once, you know, the moon went into Sagittarius. Those moments of the moon still in Scorpio, anything that was still in Scorpio earlier in the week was still intense right up until the end, right up until the sun entered Sag, 3.20 a.m. on Tuesday the 22nd, and that was Eastern time. But it wasn't anything, um, it wasn't anything that I could say definitive other than the planets at the end of Scorpio. And then, you know, even though the moon was going into Scorpio, the sun was leaving Scorpio, so there was no new moon in Scorpio. We had that already. And now there's this new moon in Sagittarius that happened on Wednesday. And it was just like, go, go, go. Now, of course, I was making dinner for 18 people on Thursday. So that, that did it. (laughs) But sometimes you're making dinner for 18 people and it's just, okay, this is going very smoothly and it's a very easy flow and I'm not too worried about it. And, you know, it's just moving. And that was not this time. (laughs) And it wasn't stressful. It wasn't like, you know, wow, I really feel stressed out by all of this and I have so much to take care of. I I managed everything very well, but it was just nonstop and it was a lot of energy moving, 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 moving at once. So I hope that all of you had a lovely Thanksgiving if if you celebrated Thanksgiving and uh, I hope, you know, you celebrated in style with fun and food and family and friends and all the, all the good Fs. <laughs> and um, the thing that I found to be the most interesting was how that all that positive energy, and it was positive, it was, 
you know, Jupiter turning direct at the moments after a new moon in Sagittarius, Jupiter ruling the new moon. It was really buoyant. It was lots of energy and lots of people and lots of talking and lots of socializing and lots and lots and lots. And it was all very organized, very lovely. But it was absolutely a real um, whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. It was a good whirlwind, but it was a whirlwind. So I finally started to calm down yesterday, Saturday, and I, I can't believe it's been like, you know, three, four days since it was Thanksgiving. So, okay, so where are we now? We are in a place where the moon is in Aquarius, and this is, you know, a typical thing that we have after Capricorn, the moon goes into Aquarius. And what's interesting about this is it melds nicely with all the Sagittarian energy. Now, all the Sagittarian energy um, is going to get interesting this week. And this is the first portion of interesting because remember where Mars is. Mars is in Gemini. And you've been hearing me say this for a long time. Mars is in Gemini retrograde. Okay. And it is in a place in Gemini that is going to receive Mercury and Venus this week. And these are really interesting dynamics because Mars, of course, is retrograde, right? And it's out of bounds too. So it's a little out of control. It's not really giving us energy that is straightforward the way Mars likes to be straightforward, straight as an arrow. No, it's out of bounds. It's a little more wild. It's a little more innovative. It's a little more creative. It's a little more brilliant, but it's also retrograde. So it's, it's Mars is kind of rogue right now. Now, one of the things that's interesting about this is that Mercury, planet of communication, which rules Gemini, will oppose Mars on the 29th. So that's Tuesday, and that's 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, 2.30 p.m. my time. So Mercury is going to oppose Mars. Hmm, what's that about? Well, Mercury is going to talk to a planet that is traveling backwards and out of bounds in Mercury's sign. So they have a dialogue going on and Mercury is in Sag, which is ruled by Jupiter. So this is a very strong dynamic. So I expect more dynamics this week. I expect more whirlwinds. I expect more energy. I expect more flowing fire because now it's getting whipped up by Mars. And Mercury and Mars, you know, they're not it's not like Saturn and Mars, you know, it's not harsh or anything, but it's Mercury and Mercury may be abrupt and impulsive in Sagittarius and opposite Mars. So there's this abrupt and impulsive and let's just do it and let's move already. I, hey, I want to get going. That kind of energy. And Mercury's quick and he's fast and he's quick on his feet and he has the wings on his hat. So he wants to move and he wants to fly and he wants to go. And he remember... Remember Mercury, he's the one in mythology that can be in the upper world and the underworld. He's both. He can go into the underworld safely. Other planets, you know, other, other beings don't necessarily do that, but he can. And so he can kind of bring information from the underworld. Um, he's not dealing with the underworld so much right now, but he's able to fly between worlds. And so it's very interesting that he is in this dynamic with Mars, because Mars used to rule Scorpio, well, it's kind of still rule Scorpio, it's ancient ruler of Scorpio, which deals with the underworld. <laughs> and so this is a lot of 
chatty, big, thoughtful energy. This is an idea, an idea, an idea. And hey, how about this? What about that? Like, you know, so this is Mercury. And Mercury and Mars have a lot to say to each other. Mars is like, yeah, I like that idea. Let's do it. Come on. And Mercury's like, yeah, let's try this. Let's do it. I have an idea. Let's get going. Let's move. Neither one of these planets want to sit around, okay? Mercury's sprightly. He's he's like a little elf. He's like getting the work done and doing this and doing that and tending to the, the flowers and the this and the that. And, you know, he's he's active and Mars is active. Even though it's retrograde, it's still Mars. <laughs> you know, you can't, even if I'm asleep, I'm still me, right? <laughs> so... Um, it's not the same entirely, but it's, it's a very interesting, interesting dynamic. Mercury is then going to talk to Saturn at 11, 18 PM Eastern time, the same day, the 29th, and it's going to sextile Saturn. So Mercury is going to have a, an active, uh, wild conversation with Mars and then be sedate with Saturn and very calm because Saturn there is in a nice relationship. It's a sextile. This is a smooth relationship and they are not at odds with one another. So I think that whatever transpires between that arrangement between Mercury and Mars will solidify with Saturn. And that's what Saturn does. It makes something solid. It makes it tangible. It makes it material. It's a smooth aspect. So we can have this dialogue with Mars and then sort of smooth it out and make it real with Saturn. And so it isn't like there's all this pie in the sky energy and that it's just going to evaporate. It is, it's good that there's a Saturn aspect afterwards. It means that they're going to dialogue in a very concrete and practical way. Now, the day after, Wednesday the 30th, we have another relationship and that would be Venus. Now, remember that Mercury and Venus have been traveling together very closely and they were conjunct. And they are in this dynamic. And this is not the last time that Mercury and Venus are going to conjunct. They're going to do things later this year when Mercury's about to retrograde. But, and that won't be for another month. So we'll talk about that then. But Mercury and Venus are very close together. Mercury and Venus are working on, you know, this relationship, this dialogue with Mars. And so the next day after Mercury talks to Mars, Venus will talk to Mars. And that's more Pacific time in my time, like that's 11.28 p.m. my time, which means it's 12.28 p.m. on December 1st, Thursday, if you're in the Eastern time zone. But for me, this is Venus opposite Mars. And so this is a different relationship because it's a different planet. Mercury is about communication and ideas and details and facts and figures and stuff. And Venus is about relationships. And Venus is about love. And Venus is about beauty and design and art and all those good things. However, Venus and Mars were together a lot early this year. Now, do you remember that? Remember back in February and March, Venus and Mars conjunct for like a month and a half. And because, somebody's barking, because Venus and Mars are opposition this is sort of come full circle in some ways. They're not conjuncting again yet. That'll be next year. But they are going to definitely have an arrangement that speaks to what we learned back in February and March. So whatever energies were happening back then. And 
frankly, some of that was difficult because they got involved with Pluto and then Saturn. So that was that was intense. But they had a dynamic and now they are in opposition, not in conjunction. So let's not forget February and March. And I found some of that to be okay, just intense. You know, Mars, remember, Mars is still this this ball of fire, right? And when it touches other planets, it gives them a vitamin shot. So when we have the vitamin shot of Mercury, then we get a vi vitamin shot of Venus. And so maybe we're not going to be super glamorous or something, but maybe what we're going to be is super rel relating and super connecting and thinking about how we relate and relationships that are that having dynamics dynamics that might be really good and dynamics that might be a little sticky it's an opposition and they don't do this very often venus and mars like once every two years but you know mars is retrograde so you know and i don't think they're going to come back and do it again because mars will um, venus and mercury are going to move on and they just happen to be passing through Sagittarius. Not like they're going retrograde too in Sagittarius. No, they're going to move past Sag and then they are going to move on with their transit and Mars will still be in Gemini. So, you know, we don't have to worry about them coming back and forth. It isn't Neptune, which is the slower planet and therefore Mars is always contacting Neptune. Um, I think that this is going to touch on what happened in February and March because that was so long and they were so prolonged together in the same place, you know, through two signs together, Capricorn and Aquarius. And then, you know, Mars is really slow and backwards. And so Venus provoking it is like, hey, what are you doing? Are we getting on with this? Are we having a relationship? Or are we not having a relationship? What is this? And, you know, Venus, Venus is the one making the aspect because she's always faster than Mars and Mercury is always faster than Mars anyway. But the fact that the others are you know, that Mars is, is in its retrograde, it's slower and, and, uh, it's, you know, the slower moving planet always wins. That's the rule. So Mars is going to win this, but Venus is going to come in and poke him and say something, you know, have something to say. So whatever Mercury and Mars discuss on Tuesday, Venus and Mars are going to probably discuss on Wednesday. And whatever Venus and Mercury were discussing back last week on Monday the 21st, you know, they're going to talk to Mars about this. So whatever happened last Monday the 21st, and I found Monday to be complicated because we were at the end of Scorpio. So that for me was the pervading energy. It was a lot of intensity and a lot of denseness and a lot of um, fixed fixed, fixed energy, despite, despite the fact that everything had moved, the sun was still there. And then once we had that new moon, I really felt that eclipse stuff just get kicked out. And this is going to be another dynamic. So I think the interesting part of the week is going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, this is, this is going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. This is, is going to be fascinating watch the dialogue, watch what happens, watch the actions. Mars is an action planet. And what do Venus and Mercury have to say to Mars? Who is traveling backwards? And how does this play out? This is going to be very interesting. This could bring forward unexpected information, unexpected relationship dynamics. You know, Mars is a bit of a wild card right now. It's 
backwards and out of bounds. So when Mercury and Venus have this dialogue with Mars, it could bring forth some very interesting information that is unexpected and like, you know, totally stirring the pot because it's Mars. Remember, Mars stirs the pot. So one of the other things here is that Venus is going to then talk to Saturn just the way Mercury talked to Saturn earlier in the week. So the dynamic here is a planet opposes Mars, and then a day or so later, it sextiles Saturn, or hours later in the case of Mercury, because Mercury's fast. So we have a dynamic of this opposition to Mars, and then there's the sextile to Saturn, which is a very practical grounding experience. Now, maybe you'll get some good information that allows you to take a step forward. Maybe your relationships will provide you with a new dynamic or a new energy or a new piece of information that allows you to go forward um, in a very practical way. So this is very interesting. And we've got a lot of that going on this week. So Mars is going to talk to Saturn also. Mars is talking to Saturn tomorrow, Monday, in a trine, in a very pleasant, positive aspect, okay? And that's an opportunity. So whatever Mars is doing with Saturn, you know, the other planets, we're all talking to Saturn. This is, this is a combination of really understanding, understanding like the practicality and sort of slowing it down and seeing it through, um, a very stable, stable outlet, a stable lens, a stable place. So that's good. This is, you know, this is going to be interesting. I think it won't be a dull week. The other thing is happening. There's other stuff going on, of course. Mercury is going to then square Neptune on Thursday. Okay, so, and then of course, so this is the dynamic, you know, Mercury squaring Neptune, then Venus a couple days later is going to square Neptune because this is the nature of how things are moving. Because they're in the same sign, because they're in the same sign, Mercury and Venus, and they're so close together, Mercury is going to say, I'm going first and, and then make the opposition to Mars, the sextile to Saturn, the square to Neptune. Then the same thing, Venus will make the opposition to Mars, the sextile to Saturn, and then the square to Neptune. So there's some frenetic energy with Mars. There's some practical, like hardcore facts and details with Saturn. And then there's Neptune, which is like maybe a dose of non-reality or maybe a good vision. It could be depending on how you use the energy and where these planets are in your chart. Everything is always a dynamic in your chart. You know, if you've got Mercury square Neptune in your chart, you're going to feel this. You're going to feel this on Thursday. Absolutely. Venus, same thing. Any of these, you're going to have a relationship in your chart. You're going to feel them when they hit in the sky. So that is what we call a recurrence. Um, and then... Well, the Venus will happen between Saturday and Sunday, depending on what part of the world you're in. And then Neptune is going to go direct on Saturday the 3rd. So as these planets are moving along and squaring Neptune, Neptune's getting ready to shift direction. Wowie, another planet shifting direction. So first, last week we had Jupiter, and then this week we have Neptune. And that's on Saturday the 3rd at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. And... Neptune is also a planet that rules Pisces, the way Jupiter was traditionally a planet that ruled Pisces. So the Pisces energy with both 
Neptune and Jupiter because they're both in Pisces right now. There, that is a big deal. This is all about vision. This is all about illusion, vision, and what is possible and what you want to send out into the world. What kind of energy do you want to send into the world right now into the quantum field so that you can bring it back to yourself and actually make something whole from that? Remember, energetics come before strategies, always. So whatever energies you're working with in your life, whatever felt great the other day when Jupiter went direct, Neptune will go direct. More will be revealed as these days progress. My instinct and intuition about this, and this is what's really important is, you know, those kinds of, uh, you know, instincts, intuitions, those are, those are the details that we really want to hear about, um, is that there's information and surprises, that there's things that we don't know. I don't think this is going to be just energy flying around. I think that there's a purpose to all of this. And that's probably comes with Saturn making it very whole. I feel like there's a purpose to this, that there may be information that's useful to us, that's going to maybe surprise us, that's going to maybe provide us with opportunities. And then Neptune's going to go direct and that's going to be more of the same opportunities and more of the, well, we're showing you the path now, how this is all going to work out, how this is all going to happen. And this is something that's very uh, different. Uh, I just get this sense of, we're moving into some dynamics that get stirred up and maybe there are things we've been waiting on. Maybe there are things we've been processing. Maybe there are things we are completing. Maybe we're completing some stuff. I'm in this coaching certification and it's gone much longer than we expected it to. And maybe we're going to finish this week. I, I can see maybe at least this week, maybe the week after, but maybe not. So it could be that we're finishing this. And then we have all the practical tools we need to go ahead and use it. So Neptune going direct is very much about, you know, the shift in our vision, the shift in perspective, the shift in perception. And Neptune's kind of a perception-bending planet. It it is what we need to shift in our perception and our perspective to be on the same page with what we want and what we want to do. Now, maybe, maybe, you know, you thought something was out of reach and Neptune goes direct and it's like, maybe it's been a dream of yours or a vision of yours. And then with all this activity this week, Neptune goes direct and you receive the, the means to do this the means to go forward and do something in a way that you hadn't expected. Maybe just like the Teutonic shift of Neptune, which is getting to the end of Pisces, is going to bring us some new uh, ideas, perspectives, visions. Maybe our vision is coming true. Maybe the vision we've been nurturing all this time while Neptune has been retrograde is going to come forward and be present. Um, I do expect something to shift and come forward by the end of the week. So that's my, that's my prediction. I don't generally make a lot of predictions, but my gut instinct is we're working through something. We're going to get some information. We're going to see something. We're going to get surprised maybe. And then 
the interesting thing is that both Mercury and Venus are going to square Neptune, but it's on the other sides of the direct station. So meaning Mercury is going to square Neptune, Neptune is going to go direct, then Venus is going to square Neptune. So this is where the dynamic shifts a little bit because Mercury and Venus are doing this on either side. So they're, they're each talking to a different Neptune. One is talking to a retrograde Neptune. The other one is talking to a direct Neptune. These are very interesting dynamics. So the planets to watch this week are Mercury, planet of communication, planet of information, details, and Venus, planet of relationships, planet of beauty, planet of money, planet of all things artistic, aesthetic, gorgeous women, you know, aesthetically gorgeous women. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so it, these are the planets to watch. And so it's not this big Teutonic, oh my God, it's Pluto and all the underworld creepy crawlies are coming out to play. It's something a little more dynamic in our everyday life. And it's something very curious and, and interesting. Now, that's not to say that these energies are going to be like sweet and fluffy. That means there's going to be some shifts in movement this week. So I think that's exciting and I think it's a good thing. And then we get, we are in December. And uh, as those planets get to the end of Sag, they are going to make a square to Jupiter because Jupiter's at the very end of Pisces, so that would be a square. So that's not till next week. But in the meantime, the moon is going to go from Aquarius today. It will go void Tuesday at 1.53 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, and it's going to stay uh, void and then go into Pisces at 7.15 p.m. on Tuesday. So the moon is void in Aquarius all day on Tuesday the 29th. And when that Mercury opposes Mars, the moon will be void because the moon is void from the middle of the night till 7.15 p.m. Eastern time. And then it goes into Pisces, and then it's in Pisces for a few days. Now, this is where things also get interesting. On Thursday, the day that Mercury is squaring Neptune, the moon in Pisces, which is ruled by Neptune, is going to conjunct Jupiter at 9.44 p.m. and then go void. And... Why is that interesting? Because it's the last time that the moon in Pisces is going to conjunct Jupiter. Because next month, December, by the time the moon gets around to going into Pisces again in another 28 days from this Thursday, the moon will be in Pisces, but Jupiter will no longer be in Pisces. Jupiter will be in Aries because it's going there on the 21st, 20th, 21st right? So this is the last time on Thursday that the moon in Pisces will conjunct Jupiter in Pisces. The moon will conjunct Jupiter in other signs, just in Pisces, which is relative to the Neptune that is stationing direct, and also to the Jupiter that has just stationed direct and is at the very end of Pisces, moving through the place of atonement and surrender. The moon is touching that this week. And the last time in 12 years, okay? So Jupiter's saying goodbye to Pisces. Jupiter's going forward now, is getting ready to leave and go into Aries for sure, okay? It was in Aries for a little while this year. It only went up to about eight degrees. It, you know, 
I've said it before, I'll say it again, that's not really a transit of Aries. It's a little bit. It doesn't get terribly deep into Aries because it's really got its mind on going back to Pisces. So like my teacher used to say, it thinks it's in Aries, it's really still in Pisces. But it's going to go into Aries, stay in Aries, move through Aries, and then go into Taurus, and that's it. It's not going to dip back into Aries. So when it goes into Aries at the end of December... It's going to be in Aries and that's it. It's really, we're going to really feel it at that zero degrees Aries point, that beginning of the Zodiac. So this is very interesting. This is very interesting. This is the last time in 12 years this is going to happen. It won't happen again for another 12 years. The moon is going into Pisces. It will conjunct that Jupiter. And there should be some, I believe, some enlightening moment. And this is going to go hand in hand with everything I just discussed. So it is related to Neptune. It is related to Neptune. So this is, um, this is going to be something kind of powerful, I believe. Every month we have this. The moon crosses over Jupiter. It's been in Pisces or it's been in Aries, depending on where it is. But this is, this is like a finale, okay? And Neptune's going direct. So very important, very mystical, very magical, very imaginative, very inspiring, dreamlike, meditative, great time to meditate, folks, and a great time to tap into the energy, your own power of visual and feeling. Neptune is all of those things. You know, Neptune feels. It can go numb, but it's feel. It's a water planet, and right now it's in a water sign, and Jupiter's in a water sign. This is about feeling something. Remember what I always say. If you're feeling into it, you can manifest it. You know, affirmations are lovely, but they're speaking it. It's an intellectual exercise. It's not a profound feeling into it. What does it feel like to be in that relationship? What does it feel like to be living in that beautiful place? What does it feel like to be in love with like the love of your life. These things, we have to wear them. You know what it's like to put on your favorite jacket, you know, your favorite outfit. The feeling is what you know. The feeling, it has to get familiar. It has to get really into your cells. That feeling of being in love with someone that's the love of your life. That feeling, well, how come I can't find them? Did you feel it? Feel it sense it, know it, and that's going to bring things to you. And so this is why that Neptune and Jupiter rule those unseen realms, those realms of energy and perception and perspective and sensitivity and vision. The vision is great. The feeling, it just exponentially makes it better. And so, so important, so important. And that's where we need to make a big wish this week. And I hope you did some real setting of intentions last week. And, you know, it, it's really simple. You know, it's about what we want. And I, only, I realize this all the time, like deeper and deeper and deeper. It's about what we want. And what do you want? Can you answer that question? Sometimes Neptune clouds things and it makes us not realize what we want it the clearer we are on what we want the more of a chance we have of getting it and it is about what you want it's really funny because I think 
we think we're supposed to go along with whatever we get. And maybe, maybe you're listening to me and you're saying, no, that's not true, Deb. I know what I want and I go out and get it. <laughs> Some people do that. I bet they're Capricorns. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you really know what you want and that's it, you get it. You can go get it. You just, I know that I want this. And people may tell you that you can't always have what you want, but it's the essence of what you want. It is the essence of love or abundance or gratitude or all those beautiful things. And that's why we work with elevated emotions. And Joe Dispenza works with elevated emotions. When you feel an elevated emotion, you are feeling into something and transcending all the other stuff that gets in your way. That's why the elevated emotions are so important. And that's why during times like this, when Neptune's going direct and so much is aspecting Neptune and so much Jupiter is going on, so much Pisces is going on, it's about feeling into what you really want and bringing it to yourself. The more you feel it, you know, the more it comes. So there you go. And that's it. That's it for this week. And if you need to talk more and you want to really look at your astrological chart, then give me a ring. <laughs> Call, um, just go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, go to book online, and you can schedule a session for yourself. And if you hurry and you're listening to this on Sunday, all sessions are 10% off until tomorrow night when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so I want to say midnight, but maybe maybe earlier because I'm going to shut it off when I go to sleep. So there's a, there's a code. It's Jupiter. And if you go to my website and you make an appointment for a session before tomorrow night, doesn't mean that you have to have it before tomorrow night, um, then you will get 10% off if you use the code Jupiter. And I now take gift cards. There are There's a gift card link in my stories on Instagram. You can go to offers on my The Golden Astrologer Instagram and you'll see where I've mentioned the gift cards. You can buy a gift card for $25 for someone. Maybe they can put it towards anything they want with me any kind of session or maybe astrocartography report, you can buy something, you can buy a whole session for them, but you can give them partials. Or if you have a friend uh, you all want to give to, maybe they're getting married or something, or they're having a big birthday, three of you can chip in, buy gift cards and put it all towards me. So, you know, there's all that too. Anyway, thegoldenastrologer.com, the golden astrologer on Instagram. My podcast is the golden astrologer and stay tuned because I'm always giving updates and offers in my Instagram. So the updates, the astrological updates are usually on reels and you'll find them in my feed. And then there's my stories where I give a lot of offers and some other thoughts and things, but the offers are there. Whatever I happen to be offering. My Mars webinar is still available. And if you want to look more into what Mars is doing until March, I suggest you go to my book online again and choose the Mars webinar and I can send you the link. And that's about it. I wish you a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening. Gratitude to all. Next time I see you, it will be December. Take care.